We're here with Mitchell Wheeler today. And Mitchell, it's great to be talking to you. Mitchell is a senior quality consultant with FarmInch Technology. And today we're going to be talking about laboratory data integrity compliance and some of the current challenges. And Mitchell, as we've been talking, there are quite a few challenges today when it comes to companies meeting GXP requirements for data integrity. Yes, they are. And thank you for having me and thank, I'm thankful to be here. Yes, it's a it's a very meaty subject and one that not just U.S. regulators, but regulators around the world are starting to look at for companies. Well, that's that's great. So there's a broad it's a broad topic and we want to focus on uh, what those challenges are. And you've identified to me in previous conversations what some of those some of those real challenges are. But before we kind of get into that, help us to get a picture of what we're talking about. What is what is data and, and where do we find data when it comes to uh, a laboratory? Well, data takes it on many forms. You know, when you when they perform tests and data is generated, then the old school way of considering data is your printout is your raw data. Uh, I grew up in the industry over 30 years, and um, that's what I understood before. But many of those instruments generate an electronic copy, and that is the true copy. And many companies don't treat that as the original document. That's the crux of, of data integrity. And then the quest to make sure we control, manage, and get our arms around how we handle the versions of those tests. Makes sense. So the true copy now is considered the electronic version versus 30 years ago when you started. It was certainly paper at the time. Can data be both uh, hard copy and electronic and still be considered data? Well, the regulations allow you to establish procedures and follow them. You know, that's why regulations are written. And if you're doing that, then you're meeting the letter of the law. However, you know, FDA stayed the part 11 regulations back in the early 2000s and it set the stage for some confusion around is this being enforced or is it not being enforced now that their guidance document is out they're starting to write you know 43s on gross um, violations of the standard you know and that is maybe not looking at audit trails not looking at things and we can talk about some of those things later on but sure. if you're not assuring that that data is true accurate concise complete and accurate you know in in, in its entirety then we are not taking on the true spirit of data integrity that makes sense. And kind of what, what you've said to me also is virtually everything now, every process within a laboratory is producing some type of data. So the scope is very broad and, and it's something that every company is really specifically having to address uh, to make sure that they stay compliant. You know, the challenge is too, is that um, many companies are take, making the effort to, to assure that that equipment is calibrated mm -hmm. and and qualified and vendors are in and out of companies a lot. However, you know, those companies, uh, it's been my experience with the people that I've worked with uh, that the vendors will not attest to 
the Part 11 compliance for that company because they state that they're not a part of their quality system. Okay. It's the company's responsibility to assure that it has a program to assure data integrity. They're not responsible for their data integrity. Yeah, that makes sense. So we've talked about kind of the data integrity as a whole, but one of the things we mentioned earlier, we wanted to talk about some very specific challenges that that companies are facing currently, and especially since COVID-19, where you mentioned things have kind of changed a little bit. And, and when you go into a company now and are asked to do a data integrity evaluation, it, it's a little different now. So let's start with kind of the challenge that, that we were talking about today or, around that topic. Uh, what are you seeing today as a challenge? So that type of challenge uh, forces a remote review. And through that remote review, you do accomplish a few things. One, you assure that the quality system established is producing the documentation that it's supposed to. And it's a kind of static review of what is, you know, from a records standpoint. Mm -hmm. Then there has to be, because of things, there's some, there are people on site that have access to the equipment and the SMEs and their schedule because not everybody is on site all the time and they're still phasing back in to having to schedule time and get to the SMEs to explain the equipment, show me this, show me that. And then they're able to further demonstrate, are you really following this procedure? Well, during the, the uh, record review, we actually determined that you who have this as a procedure, did you follow it? Did you do it? Where, show me, you know, and it becomes a more of a show me exercise. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the most valuable exercise you have, you know, from a data integrity standpoint, in my view. So it's, it's somewhat of a hybrid, hybrid model, I think you've called it, where you, you do some work remotely, but as you've just expressed, uh, there's nothing really does beat being uh, there on site with the customer, educating and walking through and and uh, guiding them through what an audit might feel like and just confirming where data is. Right. That's what FDA would do. Show me how you, how you perform this test. Right. Show me where this goes. Show me where did you get that data and who confirmed it. And they follow the whole trail of how it was approved. Uh, how it was generated, where it was logged, and if there's a paper part and then there's an electronic part, they follow that trail, and mm -hmm. that's where 43s get written, mm -hmm. uh, notices of violation, right. if, depending on the company. Sure. Well, so you also mentioned earlier in the discussion about what the definition of a true copy is. You've, you and I were talking the other day about how uh, this is also somewhat of a challenge to the industry. So explain more to us about that challenge and, and surrounding the true copy. That true copy and in the MHRA definition, which is the best place that it's defined as the metadata related to the electronic generation of that data. So an example in HPLC, you run an HPLC test, it generates a report based on what it sees from the test. Okay. Um, you set up the test, you run the test, it generates a report. That is the true copy in that first report. Now, if you run the test again, it's gonna generate another copy and then another copy and another copy, okay. Now you're just 
you, if you print it out and you put it in a logbook, which one did you print out? Just the question, you know, did you print out the third one, which might have better results than the first test, you know? So there are a lot of games that can be played with, they could be, depending on the integrity of the company. I see a lot of high integrity people in, in this business and they just don't realize that, hey, this is the way the regulators think when they look at things. So the system has to be built so you distinguish that true copy as the original and you identify and have your system set up to control and manage the electronic copies as such. So it I sounds hope that was clear. Yeah. It was clear. It sounds like you you did do a couple of things. One is just somewhat educational to really help help people realize exactly how the FDA is going to view these types of issues. But also then the other is just setting up procedures and processes to make sure that companies are able to manage that effectively. Because that's that can be a challenge in and of itself as well, I think, right? Absolutely. Um, and it can get to be, depending on the type of test, one thing that in some of the um, in the systems that I set up are for for prevention, right? You set up procedures and, and training to make sure that people are educated and they have the systems, the knowledge, and the training to do what they need to do. Then you have the discovery of things and you go and you do your evaluations and assessments and you go in and you look at what's actually being done and how are the systems working how is the training working maybe you need to retrain and change the procedures but that takes monitoring and then there's the response and you know, that's the corrective action mm -hmm. if you have an oos a deviation or a kappa which when you if you identify a systemic issue across different test platforms then you correct that and then you go forward and then you challenge it again and make sure you've done the right thing. So I'm sure companies will hire you to come in and help them set up from scratch a data integrity program for, for their laboratory. So if someone were to, to call you in to do that, where would you start? And what are some of the key things that you're going to be helping them to understand and implement? Well, based on the things that we've just talked about, having a good sound conceptual discussion about what is data integrity to them, what is important, and we do a, a risk assessment on the types of tests, the what means more to them regarding data, are there release tests, are there, is there stability, what type of tests are being performed, you know, are they important for release of the product? Are they important for the expiration dating of the product? Those types of things need to be understood. Then you establish a sound set of procedures and you do training. And you and the biggest thing about the training is to allow time to answer questions. You know, this is new. This is a paradigm shift mm -hmm. for a lot of these senior uh, scientific experts who are performing the test, especially in the R&D area, because they don't see they, they haven't seen FDA, but FDA is starting to dig into those R&D areas more. I've seen that as a trend across the industry. And it's nothing about them 
being R&D people, it's the way that the, the regulators and the auditors are starting to look at things, clinical trials. A lot of R&D people are needed to, because of their talent, to look at things related to a protein characterization standpoint, for example, stability for expiration dating, I mentioned before. There are other things that are important related to method development and those things that are, are, are absolutely critical that we make sure data integrity type for. So those procedures and then the monitoring of things has to be done now periodically at a frequency that they that the group can handle. You know, you know, everybody's squeezed for resources and now we have to be sensitive to that, but still your program needs to work. So that's on a case-by-case basis for companies too. And then the capital piece, once you see things upon discovery, investigate thoroughly and, and implement corrective action and hardwire them so that they don't come undone. They, they can't just come done easy. You know, something that deep thought discussion among the groups and collaboration with the teams is important to make sure that things are holistically implemented. Your insight today has been very helpful. It helps us to get an idea of kind of the way the FDA might see it and and some of the insight that you provided to us about the guidance documents and specific details that need to be thought about in terms of how you would comply. This has been very helpful and we really appreciate your time today, Mitchell. Thanks for sharing with us. Thank you very much, Mac. And I appreciate you having me.